Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. And I'm just, at this point, I am crying. Like, I can't, like, scream or yell, but I just remember the tears are running down. I'm just in fear, and I can feel this thing now right here, and it's growling at me, and I can feel the breath, and it's like hot, hot breath, and it smells like rotten eggs and sulfur like straight sulfur rotten eggs was smelled like. So this probably lasted for about a minute, the whole thing from maybe a minute and a half from the, me getting thrown off the bed to the door shaking this thing on me, maybe two minutes max, but it felt like it was a year, this whole experience. So in my head, I'm just had these random thoughts like, man, what's going on? Like, please leave me alone, blah, 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 please go away. And I just had a random thought to say, Jesus, please help me. And when I said that, the thing like made this ugly noise, like an ugly shriek and it screamed. And the front, the front door went boom, 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 boom again. So to me, the thing left. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, Dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want to get a hold of me and tell me your story, your story might become a feature documentary on Merkel Media. We have two documentaries out, Expedition Dogman and The Shape of Shadows. Both are available on Merkel.media. Expedition Dogman is available on Amazon, Apple, Tubi, and all those other platforms. And The Shape of Shadows is following right behind it and becoming a public feature very soon. But today we have the father-son duo, Dominic and Lionel. And these guys come with major stories. You see, Dominic grew up on a ranch in California, and then he raised his son on that ranch. And together, they have experienced throughout their lives bizarre experiences on the ranch. And their sheer amount of different experiences 
made it very hard to title this episode. I was thinking to myself, like, what do I call this show? Like, there's so much in it. What that, That's the worst part about some of these shows is that you don't know what to title it. And I was like, this place has so much going on. It's like the Skinwalker Ranch of Joshua Tree. And then it hit me. Joshua Tree's Skinwalker Ranch. Perfect. Stamp it, ship it, and get it out of here. So today we have Dominic and Lionel, the father-son duo, coming on to tell their experiences on a ranch that they owned in Joshua Tree that has a lot of similarities to Skinwalker Ranch. All right, today we got Dominic and Lionel on the show. How you guys doing? Good, good, Johnny. Thank you. Good, good. I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, you guys are out there in California, and you had mentioned about this ranch that you guys uh, want to talk about. And it's not far from Joshua Tree, which just doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. Uh, there's a lot of weird things that happen out there in the desert. And it seems like you guys can concur that that is something that has been your experience as well. Uh, before we get into the topics and stuff of the day, because uh, basically, Dominic, you were raised on this ranch. Then Lionel, you came along and we're living on the ranch. You guys experienced a lot of paranormal things, a lot of weird things. Seems like some of the stuff might have been skinwalker stuff. Um, mm. But uh, before we get into all that stuff, just let people know where they could find you and stuff. You guys have your own podcast going. Yes, you could find us on Spotify and um I believe it's Apple Podcasts. Our, our name of our um, podcast is The Sabbath at Midnight. And we're also on um, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Same name, uh, Sabbath at Midnight. Nice. And we're also on YouTube, Sabbath at Midnight. Yep. Those are all our little links. Awesome. Well, people can definitely go check it out. And we will put the links in the description of this episode. If Jack remembers, if not, just shoot me an email and we'll add it. Uh, so I appreciate you guys being on the show and uh, this this conversation I'm looking forward to having. Now, I guess we'll start with Dominic because Dominic is the one that uh, it all started with in his life. Uh, Dom, I'm going to let you kind of take the reins on this and start sharing about these experiences you had on the ranch. Uh, and I guess you start back as early as you can remember as, as far as, uh, what your first experience was. Sure. Sure. Thanks, Tony. It's an honor to be on. Um, let's go back. Let's, let's proceed the ranch by several years, kind of frame this. Um, when I was a child, maybe four or five years old or toddler, we lived out in a place called Escondido and this is near San Diego, California. Um, my, my first paranormal experience was sitting in back of an El Camino with, with my siblings. And it had a camper shell on it, 1970 El Camino. And out of the sliding glass little door on the shell, I saw something that could only, only resembled like a flying refrigerator. I mean, mind you, I've never seen a UFO, had no concept of UFO, had nothing nothing i've never seen anything like that before and i always remembered that you know i, I told my siblings i look 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 there's a there's a flying refrigerator and they just laughed like okay whatever right but this was this was the first the first cube the only first and only cube i've ever seen in my life and, and i still remember it it had um it looked like it had little blinking lights on it 
I don't know if they were red or green. I don't remember exactly, but I know it was a cube. So from, from Escondido, California, we moved to Palm Desert, California. Okay. This time I was maybe five, six years old. And my mom was, was really a, a devout Christian. She was going to prayer meetings. And I started going with her as a young kid. I, I still remember all these things, prayer meetings, all this stuff. And, and you know, having a mind of a child. Like the Bible says, have a mind of a child. So I was going to these prayer meetings, you know, uh, really believing in this stuff and, and, you know, getting with Christ. And one day out in the backyard, there was a, um, a black cat. It was mauling a little bird, like a little swallow or something. And I shooed the cat away and I picked up the bird and it had a big old hole in its chest. You see all the, all the flesh. It was, I mean, it was dead. And my mom was like, you know what? Why don't we pray for this? Why don't we pray for it? And, you know, I had this mindset that, you know, this, through Christ, this, this could be done. Have a mind, you know, there was a mind of a child, didn't know anything else. So I put the bird in my hands and we started praying for it. And I just, I just pictured what, what I thought what Christ looked like in my mind. And, and I prayed. And my mom says, look, look, open your eyes. And I looked and the flesh was just closing up slowly closing up and their feathers grew back and the bird just flew out of my hand. That was a trip. And I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. That was very impactful. And, um, from this point on, we moved from Palm desert out to a place called Bermuda dunes. And this is out in the middle of nowhere, the desert. There's, there's no other, the nearest neighbor is probably five acres away this time. So th there was in the beginning, I, I don't remember anything really weird. Um, I'd, I'd go out and I would scout the desert as a kid. And I find a lot of seashells out there in the desert. I started finding pottery. Um, I guess it was native American, um, scorched earth underneath the sand, all black burned. Um, texture, um, a lot of arrowheads and, um, bones. Now, I don't know if these were human or not, but it, I'm not even going to get into that, but there were bones out there. And it, it seems that, that after we, we brought these artifacts into the, into the home, that's when things started amping up. Things started getting really weird out there. Um, we, we start to hear something out there that sounded like a cross between a chicken, a goat, and a woman screaming. And this went on for, for as long as we lived out there from this time forward. <clears throat> and um, I, would, I would hear this. Mind you, we lived on, on a hill, a hilltop. And, and, and below the hill, <clears throat> all the brush was cleared out. So there's no... Nothing can hide behind these. There's nothing to hide behind. Coyotes, nothing. There's no bushes out there. There's no shrubbery. Everything was cleared out. And we lived on a hill, so we had a good 360 view. So when this, when this noise would come, it would sound like it was 20 feet from the back, from the back door. And we lived in a modular home. And at this time, I was probably maybe 16, 17, 18 years old around that time. And I come off the shotgun because my dogs are all being and cowering at the back door or the front door. 
pit bulls, German shepherds, boxers. So I got the shotgun with spotlight and the scandal because, dude, this thing, this sound was creepy. It wasn't just a sound that you heard through your ears. It was the sound that went through your, your soul, went through your being. Spotlight, check the desert, nothing, not a thing. As soon as I close that door, it's 20 feet behind that back door again. I couldn't see. There's nothing out there. Other times, I would hear it coming from a distance down a dirt road, making this shrieking sound. I think, um, I think uh, uh, Michael Heiser uh, defined it the best. He called it the howler, the, the screech owl or something. And um, so this thing would walk down the dirt road, across the street into the orchards, making this horrific sound. And I would just blast away with the shotgun. There's nothing out there. I'm not going to hit anyone. This is, you know, a long time ago. And um, this went on and on and on. There's there noises on the rooftop, footsteps. Um, it got even worse when my, when I don't know if it's the same entity or not, but when my, my former, when her mother passed away, we were sitting in the living room. And we heard this 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 snorting sound. I, I, I was there. I was there that day, by the and, way. And he was, and yeah. you know, he was he was a lot younger. He was a small kid. And sitting, you know, you got the you got the windows behind me in the living room. Here's this large snoring sound. I mean, because you know by the by the sound of the nasal cavity, you know it was big. You can hear it just coming, walking, boom, boom, and on on the patio, cement patio. And the door rattles. Doors rattling, like I look at her, like, Do you hear that? Yeah. So, what the heck is that? And I'm just frozen there, dude, for a while. This thing was rattling the door. And so, I, I, I you know, it's still, it's still impactful to this day. So, I got the strength and I got up. <clears throat> I grabbed my gun. I went outside and there was nothing. There's nothing around the, there's nothing around the home. Um, and and this this thing now i don't think it was the same entity i think it was something else i think it was something that's jumping from kin but something about that <clears throat> about that property i don't know if it was a, a burial ground i don't know if there were ritual sacrifices there but you have some kind of screech screeching creature out there going on you got this giant thing, whatever, walking on the front patio, rattling the door, getting trying to get in the house. I mean, it could have broke the door. Maybe something was restraining it. Maybe an angel was restraining it. I don't know. And a lot of half rabbits I found out there. No blood. No coyote tracks. Um, UFOs. Orbs. Take photo. Back then, we only had, a, I think we used like Polaroid or something. And all these old pictures I have, you can see the orbs. There's orbs everywhere. And I never, you know, Tony, I never knew about orbs until I started getting to these shows like, you know, many years ago. I thought it was always dust particles. Mm. There's, there's a bunch of orbs there, just everywhere. And what are orbs? Are they spirits? Are they, are they transdimensional entities? I don't know. But this place was so charged. There were light beams seen out there. Um, there was a uh, going further in, into time. 
uh, Lionel, you know, he's he's got other experiences out there. There was a um, they had pet bulls, and once there was a um, well, uh, let me let me back up, let me back up. Okay, so I this has to, this has something to do with the desert. So during during my younger years, oh, I'm going to backtrack. My aunt and uncle lived in a place called Thermal. I don't know if it's a family thing or not. I don't know if it follows the bloodline or something. Something strange is going on out there. So at this time, I was probably maybe eight or nine years old. And we go to this old, this old home, this ranch, this, this out, out in the middle of, you know, out in the middle of the desert, agriculture. And I remember seeing, they go, look, look. And around the house, and, and this, this pot, the, the soil was like a, a powdery clay. So it's really easy to make an impression. And there are footsteps, there are footprints all over the house. Some were like little kids, some were adult, some were club footed, some were missing toes. And the one that I, that freaked me out as a kid was a hoof print. It was two legs, hoof prints going towards a barn. And my, uh, my aunt and uncle always said they, they heard the, um, um, the, the, the Lechusa or La Lirona. They see the lady in white. So this, this owl, they, they say that, you know, and, and so, and so many, uh, I guess in Hispanic lore, they say it's a witch, a shapeshifter. So my uncle shot it. And he said it was a big owl. And so when they opened the chest up, it was, they burned it. It was screaming, screaming like a woman. And, they and opened the, the eyes were up. changing colors. The eyes were yeah. changing colors too. Yeah. So that human hair inside of it, the eyes are flickering different colors. And this goes back to, to me now, coming back from a club, well, I was probably 21 at this time, coming around a bend, there's, there's, there's no street lights back at this time. It's just open, just open desert, just darkness. And then right in the middle of the road, dude, there was a giant owl just, perch right there it had to be at least five foot tall i'm not even joking there's a huge owl staring at me now now that i that i have more knowledge about this was this a, an entity that was putting a screen memory in me i don't know but i punched it i punched it and i tried to hit it and it was gone and when my my parents i think they went on a las vegas trip once and they left me on the ranch uh, on my own and I think probably Lionel was his mom. I, I don't know, but I know I was alone at the ranch. And we had these giant tamarisk trees in the corner of the property. And there were, I, I was hearing these noises. And I go outside and there's like an army of these owls on, perched on the, on the tamarisk tree. There's a massive amount of them. And I, I mean, I got really scared. So I, I go inside, I get the shotgun, I get the nine millimeter. I'm going to war, man. So I'm, I'm blasting away and nothing. These things don't even move. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.